I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, ladies, gentlemen, everyone in between. Welcome to Come to Daddy, the podcast for people who want someone to blame but don't want to look in a mirror. I'm Ruben K, your host, a man so gay when I was conceived, I swallowed. Oh, Ruben! (laughs) We're 10 seconds in. I'm so sorry. I wrote some notes in the Uber that delivered me to the wrong location today, which is why I'm late. I'm learning how to use an iPad. Yeah, this is is incredible to watch. I'm not good at it. it's really. Um, I can't get the pen off red, so all my using notes look like the, this. Um, this stylus pen is so wholesome. It's ho- it's like when you've brought your nan her first mobile phone and she holds it with two hands and looks sort of <laughs> over her glasses. <laughs> you go, nana. Go on. This week in Come to Daddy, I've managed to yank in not the right verb ever yank Yank me in yank me in Ruben that's what you should have called this not come to daddy yank me in (laughs) it's all just gone haywire I want you to stay with Yanked, please. Yanked? Yes. I've managed to yank in some of my favourite comedians to come and discuss their relationship with their material and their parents. Doesn't that sound like fun? I'm at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, which is why I'm not joined by my partner in crime and the ectopic pregnancy that just keeps on taking, Amanda Sangorski. Hello. What an introduction, as always. Um, As you just heard, this week's lovely, conscientious and morally upstanding guest has already had to set Ruben on the right track. Um, So thank you to Maisie Adam, spoiler alert, for Tis Her. 
because as regular listeners to this will know, I usually have to apologise for something Reuben has said. I've even had to apologise on his behalf to bees. Please remember to follow us, like us, comment, subscribe, uh, share, so that we can afford to pay Reuben's inevitable legal fees from some upcoming slander or libel trial. And also, I think Maisie's really hit on something. I would like to welcome everybody to this week's episode of Yank Me In, formerly known as Come to Daddy. Who are we? Why are we like this? And who do I send the receipts to for reimbursement? (laughs) And in questioning that and searching for answers, I decided to do what every other white man does, start a podcast so I can listen back to my own voice so I can maintain an erection. So let's get into it. My guest today is a comedian, writer and actor who has either written for or appeared on pretty much every British comedy show you can name. I'm so jealous. Not bad for someone whose drama teacher told them they were shit at writing. <laughs> Despite all the success, her dad's proudest moment was when her new haircut was compared to Dave Hill from Glam Rocker Slade. I mean, she's right here and I can tell you it's uncanny. Maisie Adam, come to daddy. <laughs> oh, thank you, Ruben. It's a pleasure. Pleasure to be... Uh, oh, steady that. Pleasure oh. to be young. Oh, over here. what a callback. Pleasure to be yanked. Um, yeah, thank you for dropping in the haircut so quickly. But you just showed me a photo of your mum with the same one. That's why. Ruben, we've even got the same earrings with the Do haircut. You really? A little hoop? Yes. Is that because you are indeed my mother? Oh, my God. What a revelation. Are you my mother? This is how we find out. Ruben, you're my boy. <laughs> For listeners who aren't familiar with Maisie's oeuvre, Maisie, can you describe the haircut for us? Uh, okay. I mean, from the front, you wouldn't know, would you? No, 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 no. If, if we were doing this on Zoom, you'd be like, look at this lovely lady with a little bob. And then I turn around and I look like your dad. Um, it's, I think it's called a Chelsea cut. Yeah, it is. It's a Chelsea cut. Um, it's very... It's a very punk 80s yeah. moment yeah. of um, of rebellion at the back and sort of <laughs> camouflaging yourself into respectability from the front. That's it. I, that's why I like it, though. I love it. It's a, it's a two-faced haircut. It is. For a two-faced gal. I love <sighs> it. On Come to Daddy, we do a parental questionnaire. Yeah. Rapid fire, quick fi- Rapid fire, quick fire. Sure. Names of parents. Jill and Phil. <laughs> yes, it's so insane, isn't it? It's so, so... I mean, they sound like radio co-hosts. They do, absolutely. If they were a celebrity couple, they'd be Jillip. Jillip, yes. Yeah. Yeah, though no one... Nobody calls my dad Philip. His mum does, but she's allowed to. It's full name when you're in trouble syndrome. Yeah, but I, even when my mum is angry at my dad... She'll just say Phil, but in a very in a tone where he knows he's in trouble. Yeah. I don't think I've ever oh, heard Phil. my mum say Philip. It's just they're both if they're angry, it's just them both going Jill, Phil, Jill, <laughs> like across the across the house. Like they both stub their toe. Yeah, yeah. They both their That's names sound like something you say when mm-hmm, yeah, Phil, basically. So yeah, Jill and Phil. Jill and Phil, we love it. How old are they? Oh right! So when I get back, my dad's gonna turn fifty-nine, and my mum is fifty-seven. What? How old are you? Twenty-nine. What year were you born? Ninety-four. I this was is a lot of numbers. Ruben. I was so. I was. I was in grade six. That's. I'm good. That's fine. Are you all right? You've had been on so Why much more TV Why than me. I'm not. <laughs> 
I'm not. I'm fine. Excuse me. I just got to reach. Excuse me. I mean, I'm reading between the lines here, and what okay, I'm reading. Who puts eucalyptus on a tissue? That's in my eye now. Oh yeah, that's not fair. That's. I'm reading between the lines here, and what I'm reading and hearing, Ruben, is that you looked at me, and when I said I was born in 94, you were like, "Fuck off." <laughs> Well, it's a very long fringe and I assume that's hiding something. It's a Claudia Winkleman face. Hiding the wrinkles <laughs> of the shit I've seen. Where do where does Jillip live? Jillip lives... Oh, they live in France now. They live in this Stop. tiny, tiny village in the middle of nowhere. Um, when your parents move to France, you know, you have dreams of living, I don't know, but for you, I, I, I was like, oh, I'd, I'd 16th I'd be... arrondissement, Paris. Yeah, I wanted to, like, be cocaine. on, a, be on a, a, a balcony with the Eiffel Tower in the background. Mm. It's a very, very small village. There's about six houses in the whole village. Disappointing, um, Jillip. They always wanted to retire to France, but then Brexit happened and they were like, oh, fuck this, let's just go now before it gets too hard. And it's so lovely. Like, they're so happy out there. They love it. God, that does sound really lovely. Do they speak French? Yeah, they just say Jill and Phil instead. <laughs> um, my mum, my mum's really good at French. My dad couldn't speak a word. Like when we were on holiday, he'd be hopeless. And he's just ever since they've moved out there, he he goes into the garden and plays the local radio. This is so sweet. And I saw him. I went out just after the pandemic, and um, he was chatting to one of his neighbours in like. Pretty much, I would say, fluent French. I was so proud. And also, everybody in their little village, I think the average age there is, like, 112. Well, they're not So, speaking. like, all the they're stuff they're speaking quick. about is, like, can you watch my chickens? I'm off into town. Yeah. It's that sort of... Yeah. They're not, they're not saying, do you want to go ice skating yeah. next Saturday? And here's a big question. How much do you blame them for how you turned out in a percentage Oh, oh, it's high, Ruben, it's high. <laughs> I reckon it was in the 90s, you know. Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've had a lot of people go 100%. Oh, really? 100%, oh, a couple of 50s. 100%. No, some people have just gone 100%. You've got to take some accountability, haven't you? Apparently not. I reckon I'm, I'm, I'll say... I'll say 95%. Yeah? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much half of each of them. Like, yeah. in, in every way. And then an extra 5% of, like, a latte foam? Yeah. Of, of yeah, yourself? Yeah, 5% of sort of millennial dread. <laughs> <laughs> do you think, oh, do you think Jillip will listen to this podcast? Oh, great question. So Jill... It's more about me than you. Jill... Jill will, but it'll take her. She, like it'll. It, I know it's this. Do you see the Jill struggle will. we have now? Jill will listen to this, but I reckon if she's listening now, it's probably twenty twenty six. It'll have taken her two years to find yeah. it. Yeah, um, three years even. Mm. And she like, I reckon somebody would have had to mention to her, oh. Maisie spoke about you on a podcast and then she'll have gone on a deep dive. Well, they only go when they find out something's about them but not actually your material. My dad, you could say to him, oh, Maisie said some pretty harrowing stuff about you, Phil, and he'd go, oh, did she? Lovely, and carry on gardening. Like, my dad's not massive. He's got Radio 2 and that's what he likes. I love that. Yeah. I read somewhere you think it was your dad's fault that you fancy Gordon Ramsay. Night's move. (sighs) Yeah, yeah. So my dad, um, like, uh, before I was... But he, he used to be a chef... Right. Um, but he still, oh, he loves it so much. He, he loves... What kind of chef? Because I'm, I'm a fiend for a cooking show. I'm a oh, fiend really? to, I'm a fiend in the kitchen. Yeah, rest, restaurants and then quite high-end hotels <sighs> all over. And, and he's a good cook, is my dad. Like, when we were growing up, he was the one... It was really interesting. I like, we'll probably come on to this, but, like, growing up, my dad was the one that did the school run and the cooking and my mum was out, like, 
um, out the door before we were even up for school and 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 coming back quite late from her job. So um, we got we got really like my dad's a good cook. Oh, he's I love really he, that. He, like the best thing he's ever taught me is how to do a roast. Yep, like he, I agree. He absolutely nails it. He loved all the cooking shows, mm. but Ramsey. I mean, he's entertaining, isn't he? Um, and yeah. when I was little, we used to watch like Hell's Kitchen and Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares. And just, I don't know, he's just got a bit, it's got a bit of something about him. Yeah. But well, think, confidence, confidence, power. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think also just. That ability old... to switch from like being angry and aggressive to then to... being like complimentary about something you've done. Oh, ultimate fuckboy, isn't he, Ramsey? I ultimate mean, I don't know what the, those two words you just said were, but it does sound like the ability to go from rageful to then complimentary feels like the terrible boyfriend oh, that we so all toxic. love. It's, it's so a gaslight. Toxic. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gaslight. I've got um, I've got a, re- a great one. My uh, ex-boyfriend, red flag I didn't notice, Kanye West tattoo on the chest. Oh, run for the hills, Ruben. Couldn't. Dick was too good. No. I was too young. What? What? The Kanye West um, original lyrics. tattoo. I was going to say lyrics or face. I don't know what would be worse. Uh, I was in a relationship with him for two years. Could not tell you what that tattoo you is. You couldn't do the lyrics. I, I once went out with a guy is. who had a pit bull lyric on his chest. <laughs> yeah. We went on a date and he was like, do you have any tattoos? Which is immediately a setup for because I do and yeah. I'd like to talk about them. That's what I do. Yeah, of course you do. But like you, I can see yours already. You got them on your arms. Whereas this guy, like he didn't. Oh, he wants a he strip. A, yeah, it's a yeah. strip. He was like, do you have any tattoos? I was like, I don't. And then he was like, well, I do. And before we were bearing in mind, we were on the train to Leeds. He's just whipped off his top and written across here is, tonight, give me everything because we might not get tomorrow. One night stand tattoo. Well, yeah, but I couldn't help read it in the in the in the rhythm of the the song i was like oh yeah tonight give me everything yeah no one wants it you to awful. sing along to their tattoo yeah it was like awful. a lyric sheet in a panto yeah yes oh my god <laughs> that's the drop down everyone come on you start throwing sweets at people while you read off his tits <laughs> going, oh no you won't yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> do you think do you know if your parents have any tattoos no, neither of them do. Neither of them do. Which I'm, su- I'm not surprised that my dad doesn't. But I'm surprised my mum didn't get a cheeky one because she's, she was and still is, like a punk. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's got, she's a, she's got wicked style and and like so her so hair she loves is. The, she loves the haircut. Her ha- oh my god, you're wearing a t-shirt that could be my mum. I'll be honest with you. It's oh, it's you in drag. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, I am indeed wearing a T-shirt of myself in drag, which Maisie has just identified as looking very much like her mother. I can never come to one of your shows again. I mean, you have to, or you have to come to all of them. <laughs> the snake has started eating its tail. Maisie has the haircut of my mother, oh, no. and I have the haircut oh, of her God, mother. It's too, no, it's too, it's too close. It's, it's so... too close. Why do we look like each other's moms? Just... <laughs> Oh God! This has this has season finale written all over it. This is so weird. I need to find a picture of my mum for you. I'll I'll find it at the Go end on. of the podcast. Grab a picture oh, of okay. this for reference. Um, 
This is outrageous. This is insane. This haircut on a woman is a strong statement. It's a strong statement. It's a Bridget Nielsen something about Mary moment. There's a lot of hairspray that goes into it, right? So, like, if if I had to put a smell with my mum, it's Elnet, you (laughs) know? It's Elnet. So um, she's got, like, a sort of... A short back and sides with yeah, a bit more on top. It, yeah, but it's it, and it, and she really goes for it, and it's um, it's quite a butch her hair haircut. Is quite, yeah, her hair is quite dark naturally, but she dyes it red and yellow, so it's it looks like fire. It's very cool. I think it's a um, it's so interesting, isn't it? Because I know so many people go, "Oh my god, my parents are dags," or they're embarrassed by their parents or things like that, and then you meet people who go. No, my parents were fucking cool. No, I learned um, I learned everything about fashion and self-expression and kind of not giving a fuck about what people think about what you look like from my mum. How early did that kind of start? I honestly, like, it's... Because when you asked me to come on this podcast, I was thinking about that and I was like, I, I cannot remember as a specific start point, but I just always felt... I felt comfortable to try different looks mm. and I think it was because I had especially with where we were in in Yorkshire everybody's mum looked the same and everyone's dad looked the same and then and people would always go oh your mum she's so, we, we still laugh about um I can't say her name but there's um one of my friend's mums mm. would always say to me you know your mum's very artistic isn't she and I'd be like she works at a university. What are you on about? And what she means is she's got red shoes. That's what you mean. Oh, I just love... She's I, got and it, red shoes and, and a short haircut. And, like, that's 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 what it takes for you to be viewed as a bit a bit artistic or a bit eccentric, those words, yeah. quirky. It's all euphemisms for odd. Yeah. Outside well, my frame of reference. But what they perceive as odd, and then we'd go to anywhere outside of where we lived that had a real thriving city. Like, we used to go into Leeds a lot for gigs. That was mine and my mum's thing. And the amount of times, Ruben, that we'd be at a gig where my mum would get complimented by someone who looked fucking cool, going, "Yeah, your haircut's sick. Oh, sorry, can I just say we love your haircut? And I I grew up seeing somebody so different to a lot of other women her age Mm. where we were, just... Really loving how she looks. She knew. She knows what she likes. She likes. She knows the patterns she likes. She knows the kind of vibe that she likes to go for. She doesn't mind trying new things, and it. it I think that's an, an incredible thing to like learn. Oh, to pattern onto your, your child mom. kind of passively so. just by living your life and I letting your child so. witness that. I think so, and especially all the feels. Yeah, I. I just and also I think it's important here to mention my dad's like. Oh, what's your dad's? Because my dad is my dad looks like every dad. My dad's not an eccentric, quirky guy. My dad looks really, really like everybody else's dad. Mm. He's just a, a a tall, bold, white man. Like, and he 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 likes. He's got. I mean, we have we have jokes about. It. He's got about twenty five pairs of brogues, all in different shades of brown. Yeah, like that's dad expressing himself. Choosing the, be- which, the beige rainbow. Which shade of beige brogue he's going to wear tonight? But like. <clears throat> They they work brilliantly together. He loves her self expression. She loves that he's just like. How did they yeah, meet? Oh, are you ready to cringe? Are you ready yeah. for the toes uh, oh, to curl? Oh, I, just, I literally just had 
Osteo on my feet today. Did so, you? Yeah. Okay. They met walking their dogs in a the nut. park. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's disgusting, isn't That's, it? So vomit-inducing Disney. It's the dream that we all think is going to happen when we walk a dog, that we'll yeah. meet the love of our life because we've got a dog. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You seem like you and your parents have a really close conversational and honest relationship, which which I love. But does that make it awkward when your parents spent a night in prison in the US charged with <laughs> felony abuse? Explain that, please. Oh, it had to come up, didn't it? It had to come up. So I think it's important here for me to tell you how I found out about this. So I did. I did a, a my second Edinburgh show was about this because you know it, I, I thought it, it's out there. You know you've got to you've got to talk about it, and it's and it's a mad story. You know, as I've said on here, like they they are wonderful parents. They're, the, they're 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 absolute the best. So to, it's so at odds and with yet, people I charged know with to felony be. abuse. Yeah, yeah. So I'm basically so picture the scene, Ruben. It's um. We're in, I'm in like year eight at, at school, okay? I'm maybe like 14, 15 years old. And we turn up to Mrs Bray's drama class and she's not in that day. I think she'd had to go home poorly. And she'd written on the board, I've had to go home, uh, go to the library and research Bertolt Brecht. So, of course, we went to the library. <laughs> Every 14-year-old's exactly. dream. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, we didn't research Bertolt Brecht. We just went on the computers and we were dicking about. And we started playing this game where you'd, like, Google your mate's name and press image, and it would come up with some stupid person, you know, like, just anybody. Like, How low was the bar for comedy oh, when we were 14 fun. in the early days of the internet too? Yeah. So you'd be like, Ruben Katie, you press Google, it might be like some college professor, and you'd be like, ha, that's you. I remember we did it with my friend Emily. Uh, we typed in her name, and it came up with a grave with a name on it. And we were like, you're dead! <laughs> you're a ghost! <laughs> and then I was like, my turn, my turn! And so I Googled my name, pressed image, and a mugshot of Jill and Phil came up. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? And, like, just the tone. I remember, like, the tone in the library. All my mates being like, isn't that your mum? I was like, yeah, it is my mum. Yeah, fuck. I went on and it was like a BBC article from 1999, <laughs> basically saying, and I had no memory of this because I was five years old and my little brother Danny was one. But we'd gone on holiday to celebrate, um, I think, my dad's uh, 40th. Something like the 35th birthday, 35th birthday. And they'd put me and Danny to bed in this hotel in Florida. 
And then they'd gone downstairs to watch a firework display. Uh, that had woken me up. I'd woken up and been like, oh, what's that loud noise? Gone out to go and find my mum and dad. Door clicked shut behind me. Couldn't get back into the hotel room. You're five years old. You start crying. A woman found me in the corridor. And rather than be like, are you all right? Let's, all right, you've lost your mum and dad. I'll take you to reception. We'll sort it. She rang 911. Oh and these police like force came and, and they they arrested my mum and dad on child neglect charges. But so my dad's a concierge. Spent... This is it. Like there's so many steps you take before getting there. Really a middle class response. Yeah, there really is. There's a concierge. We get an insight there into the hotel's Ruben K stays at. <laughs> Just get the concierge. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just, I'm like, oh, yeah, we call it a night porter, but yeah. you, you do you. But, um, the, the, yeah, so so my yeah, dad spent his 35th birthday in a in a cell, uh, as, and my mum the same. And it, it was mad. I remember going home that night and, like, getting off the school bus and coming through the front door. We were having dinner. My mum came home and then I was like... I found something on the internet today. Um, Not from, something you want your yeah. child to say ever. We were sat around and I was like, yeah, I, I, I found something. I Googled myself and it came up with something in Florida. And again, just the silence. And my mum and dad, I mean, I get it. They didn't think the internet, you know, was going to... Yeah. When it happened, it was 1999. It's pre, you know, any of the other, you know, I don't, I don't need to say it, but like more notable cases of kids being left in a hotel room and things going wrong. Like, it, I think... I think if you speak to any person, their parents would go, it was the 90s, we put you to bed, we shut the door, Mm. and half of them would go on the lash. Well, we've all seen how that worked out, didn't we, with a couple of high-profile cases. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But this was before that, and I think loads of people used to do it. Um, But it was a real, like, insight, because I think it was really, really traumatic for my mum and dad. Can you imagine the the horror of being accused of? Yeah, yeah. And everybody having an opinion. And imprisoned as well for it. yeah. I mean, only custodially, like so they didn't get charged. Not in with prison, it. but were, like even dropped. just yeah, put in a put in a jail cell uh-huh. is a horrible experience. Yeah, and they so I've heard. <laughs> friends, friends, but they had like you know, my mum's, my mum and dad have both said like that there was people kind of waiting outside the house taking photos yeah. of them, or and and as I've said, you know. My mum and dad are, are the best parents you could ever hope to, to do. They've done everything, I think. Mm. If I could be half the parent they've been, I'll have done an all right job. So to have them there on, like, the worst thing you can be <laughs> accused of as a parent is just insane. Mm. Like, um, But it was, like, it, it was kind of eye-opening of being like, oh, God, everybody, everybody makes a mistake. Everybody has those moments where you are, like... The you know you know when you know when you know when you when you cock up and everything feels very hot all yeah. of a sudden and ev- all, all the attention's on you and especially as I've said like with what you know people used to say about me like, oh she's very eccentric or whatever if you can imagine in a town like that mm. a village like that where everyone's talking it feels like a witch hunt oh they'd have been so you know my mum worked in education at the time as mm. well and it's like oh she's she's getting sort of dragged through the uh, on a safeguarding issue. It's really like, yeah, yeah. Poor Jill and Phil. Poor Jill and Phil. Right. Poor Jill and Phil. What an episode for Jill and Phil. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, don't get me wrong, we laugh about it now. We laugh about it now. 
What's a little incarceration at a family gathering? Exactly. When I went on tour, my dad was like, make sure when you stay in the hotels, you don't fucking leave the hotel room. I was like, yeah, cheers, Dad. Really really nice that you've let it go. (laughs) All right, now it's time for the pick and mix, a little regular slot where you choose from a smorgasbord of headings and give us your best childhood stories if you've left any unmined. Pick and mix, pick and mix. It's time for us to do pick and mix. And today you have chosen, drumroll please, Amanda. It's quite hard. There's a lot of saliva on that microphone yeah, now. Sore tongue. Daddy, daddy, look, I'm doing a dive. Did you have any tactics to try and get your parents' attention? I mean, ways I've tried to get my parents' attention over the years. That's that's ongoing, Ruben. <laughs> that is ongoing. It never stops. Like, I think just when you're a stagey kid. You, like, my mum and dad recently found their, like, uh, you know, like, home videos. You know, when you first got a video camera. Mm. And it's so... Oh, my mum is trying to film both me and Danny, and it's completely dominated by me going... Film me, film me. Can I? And also, I want to have a look through the through the. Yeah, I want to see what I look camera. like. I want to know my yeah. angles. Yeah. And Danny's your brother, who we haven't even talked oh, bless about. Him. Bless him. Moving on. Yeah, exactly. So- yeah, Danny, who? No, it's so unfair. What is a judgment call your parents have made that still sticks in your craw to this day? One, because because I've spoken, I think, very very well of them so far. So I'm allowed to drag them for a second. Um, my. My my parents were brilliant at sort of letting me, you know, as we've spoken about with my mum, with her quite, like, androgynous style. But my dad, he's proper Yorkshireman, and I think I still, to this day, really, really... You're, you are going to... You're going to laugh at me for this. But my dad, this? my dad played golf, <laughs> and I really wanted to play golf... Um, I know, I know. I've, obviously, I've since grown up watching golf and it's boring as shit. <laughs> yeah. But I really wanted to have a go at it and my dad never took me because it was like, oh, that's thing. It's where the men go. And mm. it's like, and, and I remember... I, that's I did, what he felt about me in rugby too. <laughs> yeah, but this is it. Like, I can imagine... I can imagine my dad would go... I mean, we've spoken about it since and he's been like, you really didn't ask me that much. And I'm like... I, did I fucking did? It's the difference between like the child's experience and the parents' yeah. experience is so vast. Yeah, and maybe it is a lot of me wanting him to go. Maze, do you want to go to golf? Wanting to be asked is very you different know? from actually asking. From yourself. actually asking, and I think like my dad is kind of like you may be asked three times. And I'm like, yeah, but over thirty, I I was going. Are oh, you going to golf? And like trying to show an active interest. I never got. And then my brother Danny, remember him? He <laughs> he reached something like. 13 years old, and my, my my dad couldn't wait to get him on a golf course. Yeah, it just wasn't in dad's, like, vocab, no, was it, to think no. that a girl could do golf? It was just kind of like, oh, Dan, do you want to go to golf? And it which felt is, so is, personal. Oh. And, and you know when you're like, I can see how this looks like I'm reacting. It can mm. look like it looks like I'm going... What, what you, especially being that kid as as young as you know, the stage kid. Yeah. Look at me, look at me. It looked like, a, again, I, I couldn't let Danny have something. I don't think that golf isn't for girls or gay people because it's such a camp sport it's so camp like you have to wear collared shirts that's one of the rules the shoes have little spikes yeah they're yeah. called cleats you have to wear the trousers s- with a belt the you swing? have to accessorize your trousers soft, otherwise you're not allowed in soft knees soft knees 
It's the gayest sport. That's you have to adjust grip. You have to have a good wrist. Yeah, absolutely. Flat back. Oh my god. Is golf for faggots? <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh. one last, the last hurdle in the gauntlet here at Come to Daddy is called Shall I Be Mother? Shall I be mother? Shall I be mother? Okay. Stare deeply into my eyes. What would you say to Jillip? To Jillip. To Jillip. I, honestly, I'd say thank you. Thank you for for showing, um, like, how how to make two opposite people because they could not be more opposite teaching me that you don't have to have everything in common with somebody to have a bond with them and in fact sometimes it can strengthen a relationship and and encourage that sort of accepting and tolerance and patience I think that maybe you don't get if you're just around your own sort of people that are exactly like you um I think I think they're absolutely smashing and I'm really, really sorry for going outside to listen to the fireworks in 1999. <laughs> Maisie, Adam, thank you so much thank for you, coming to really. Daddy. Thank you. Where can listeners of the Come to Daddy pod find you? Oh, you can find me at Maisie Adam on Insta, Twitter. I don't think anyone's looking on Facebook anymore, are we? My, my Facebook, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm getting over there. I mean, it, by my messages, it's, 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 it's weird men. That's um, Amanda. We're closing off for here. Thank you, Amanda. Hey, thank you. Thank you. That was so much fun. Oh my god, it was so much and so lovely to meet you. Yeah, you too. Well. You too. I need to show you a picture of my mum. Yes, please. Do. Um, Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.